Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 553 of the Drunk Register Podcast. I'm, as always, I'm Tyler, and join me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself. <laughs> I'm doing alright, man. Crazy week at work, but at the same time, been digging little bits here and there into Tears of the Kingdom. I know I've got at least a little over 15 hours nice. still played this game, so I'm still digging into a lot of the contents of it. And between that and also being tired during the week and just come knocking off with sleep randomly, I mean, yeah, it's it's just been one of those times and stuff to where I want to play some games, but yet I feel exhausted. <laughs> but how are you feeling, Tyler? Doing all right, you know. It's clinging and banging as always. Um, yeah, it is. It's been a it was a long week, but I am uh, happy. You know, we got three day weekend here, it's Memorial Day weekend, mm-hmm. so. Uh, it's, but doing all right otherwise. You know, drink a couple beers here. We just did a fun little recording. Uh, we were watching the uh, PS3 uh, or the PlayStation 2093 press conference, which will go, be going up later for everybody to watch. Um, that should be pretty fun. Uh, but yeah, they're not doing okay. Um, but Gables, mm-hmm. it's a pretty big week in gaming. We just got to get into yes. it. Before we do that, please like, follow, subscribe. You know, hit all those links if you're listening to us on a, on a app podcast, Spotify, whatever. Look in the links down below. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, all those other fun places. Um, YouTube as well. If you're on YouTube, hit that like button, please. Share, tell tell your friends. Also go down, you know, subscribe to us elsewhere. Download it. Even though if you listen to us on or you watch us, listen to us on YouTube, download us everywhere else. You know, the more you guys do that, more helps us out. Leave us, leave us some reviews, all that. Like I said, really helps us out if you do all that. But Gables, mm-hmm. we just got to get into it, man. Let's talk about that PlayStation Showcase. All righty. Yeah, let's not waste any time. So Bef- where to start? <laughs> before we get in, before we get into it, before we, like ground level, you know, give me like a thirty to sixty second overall feelings on the PlayStation Showcase that we just had. Okay. So I liked a couple of the reveals. Obviously, the whole Metal Gear Solid stuff was one. The subsequential. Like a re-release of the first three games is coming autumn. That was great. And at the tail end, I think uh, their whole estimate, like one more thing, not one more thing, but like, uh, God, I'm still trying to remember exactly. Like that Project Q. And then before we get into our final game, here's Project Q and then the headset. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Probably not Project Q or like the, the headset or anything else like that. But uh, there's like a couple games that I really liked from that one. The Metal Gear... The, obviously the Metal Gear Solid Delta, Snake Eater and stuff, and also that uh, Phantom Blade Zero. Oh, like yeah. that aspect of it. But overall, in general, there were a few games that I liked, but it was mostly CGI trailers, like free-to-play, like live service games and stuff that were imitations of other type of live service games. And it was okay, but there was a lot of things that were disappointing about that showcase. Yeah, um, I'm I'm completely with you. Um, it was uh, it was a massive bummer. Um, mm. You know, like these typically, you know, my overall feelings on it. Yeah, it was I, it wasn't a, a terrible um, show be, showcase because like there's a lot of really good stuff in there. I yes. think there was like 37 things shown. Take off the the head uh, the uh, handheld and everything. Uh, 35 games, take out the VR stuff, talking like, I think like 31 games, something like that. And I think the issue was like, 
um, like 23 or 24 of those are going to be on other consoles um, or PC. Um, but um, yeah, like it's just, it's the thing I would kind of rip Xbox on really the entire Xbox one generation is like on paper, you write everything down. You talk about everything that was shown. It's like, this is like a great press conference. Like what's the complaints here? But the issue is, is like everything that was shown was like third party stuff. It just was shown mm-hmm. in an Xbox thing. Uh, that's There's just... like maybe two first party things in general, that whole entire conference. Yeah, exactly. And it's like this one, I think there was um, six games shown um, that are PlayStation Studio. Um, one of that was like, a, and I think four of those were CGI trailers. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and two of those are games that are like, we are brand new studios and they're released the game before. Yep. Um, and the other two were Bungie games that will also be on Xbox. So, um, yep. yeah, like it, it just kind of felt like PlayStation skipped their own PlayStation showcase. That's kind of how I feel about it. But uh, it was weird. Yeah. Like I would, I would give it like, like I said, I, I still enjoy my time. I did a live reaction. If you guys are interested, check it out, check it out on the YouTube channel. But, uh, um, I, I was like, I was kind of in a little bit in denial where I'm like, Maybe okay. Maybe, maybe like because it was supposed to be when that day was supposed to be my day off. Ended up having to work. Ended up working a 13-hour day. Coming from work, haven't ate dinner yet. It's late at night. So I was like, I'm gonna live react to this thing. I've been waiting for this all day. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be fantastic. Sit off the internet. And this thing happened. And I was just like, maybe I'm just really tired and kind of grumpy. Like there's no way it was like that. That I almost say bad, but that disappointing. And then like finally this morning I rewatched it. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. Um, Let's let's just jump into it, Gables. We're gonna run okay. through the stuff one by one. Some of the stuff we can obviously speed through, um, but uh, kind of starting off here, we uh, we started off here. We had uh, I was shocked by this one. This one I was actually really excited when, when we watched when I saw this. It was like right away, boom! PlayStation Studios Haven. I was like, holy shit! Like Haven is a studio that Jay uh, Jay Raymond started. He was from like Ubisoft. She was yes. like, one of the main people behind the Assassin's the early Assassin's Creed games and the first two Watch Dogs. Um, then she left, went to Google and obviously everything with Google Stadia happened and she was, just, that game was just never seen the light of day. And it kind of seems like she took a lot of the people from that, that team that was laid off, um, to make Haven studio, uh, which was just put together in 2021. And it's kind of like they took like the remnants of that. Um, and like we're kind of basically making that game for PlayStation now. Uh, so we got the game called, we got a game called, uh, fair games. Uh, fair, mm-hmm. the S being a dollar sign, of course. And I, I watched this. I'm like, this looks like immediately like it's all CGI, but I'm like immediately like this looks like watchdogs. It sounds like watchdogs, you know, trying to take hack and trying to like take steal from the rich. Uh, but then like you start seeing, okay, but we knew they're making a multiplayer game, but then like you see these people like getting into a vault and, uh, they used to like, uh, three people working together, get into a vault, rob the rich person. And then they find another team of three people also trying to get in that vault. So it sounds like it looks like it's like a PVP, VE style game. Um, I'm. It said it's coming PS. It's coming PS5 and PC. No release window. No year. Nothing like that. But like I said, this game, the studio literally was built like started in 2021. So uh, I was shocked to see it at all. Um, but just kind of starting off like, you know, it's when I, when I initially saw it, I was like, okay, this this is wow. Okay, starting off with Haven, that's pretty incredible. I thought it was gonna be a really good, like like was beginning of something really cool here, and then a live service game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is kind of I don't know. I mean, kind of. How did you feel like seeing this Haven uh, CGI trailer? 
I thought it was payday three. I honestly yeah. thought it was payday three because his initial heists, you had different masks and stuff you could wear. Obviously what you were mentioning earlier and stuff about it, like being like another game entirely itself. I mean, I was in the same vibe as well. And quite honestly, I had not remembered that Haven was actually Jade Ramey's like studio and stuff until you just mentioned something. But uh, that's even more disappointing when you think about it, because it's like, I understood that Sony had a bunch of different like live service games they were in development with over the past couple of years and then have this one front and center to start off the show even before like uh, the initial start of the show. You know, it definitely felt generic. It definitely did not feel well fleshed out. And quite honestly, it kind of turned me off a bit from it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yeah, like, we, we, we've heard a little stuff. I've been talking about this for a while, about PlayStation under the Jim Ryan kind of helm here. Of like, every time that guy talks, it's obvious that, like, he's not a gamer. Like, he comes from a different area, which isn't the be-all, end-all. man. Yeah, I mean, which is not to be, like, obviously, like, you look at the early days of Nintendo, those guys weren't gamers. Like, the people running Nintendo, they were just, no. they're businessmen. I mean, a lot of shit they did were pretty fucked up in the 90s uh, to to uh, developers and uh, co- co- competitors. But, um, you know, like they were but like they were able to see the stuff that made money and but also make great games for people. Um, and so it's not necessarily one on one, but like they're obviously we've seen like the Don Matrick era of like Xbox. Like there's yeah. totally different two different sides. Completely anything can happen. Um But my issue was like he always whenever he talks, he's just the guy just sounds like a robot he does like coming from like iwata reggie pizame uncle phil phil spencer and you know like andrew house uh uh bill trenton stuff like that uh it's like this guy like jack trent jack trent yeah Um, every time i hear jim ryan talk i just imagine him having like a freaking knife about to stab me in the back yeah like this this guy you know he like every time he talks he talks about like they have like a dozen life service games out there, it's like they're so. I mean, look, I, I don't blame any big publisher, any developer for trying to get in that because, like, you make if you make something that's yes. just like a marginal success, like that is huge money. Like, talk about like talk about how big like these these games will make hundreds of millions of dollars, possibly a billion dollars every year for multiple right. years instead of just making being really hot for like a few weeks, make a ton of money in that few weeks, and then you have a little bit of money trickle in over time. But it's like, all right, well, we'll hear from me in six years. Like, you can constantly have that. Like, I get it. I don't blame anybody for for trying it. But, like, what's sure is, like, when you're talking about a dozen games. And then you see, like, J- Japan Studio getting shut down a couple years ago. Uh, Pixel Opus uh, just got sh- um, shut down. Or it's gonna be, it, they announced shutdowns a couple weeks ago. They're, but they're going to be shut down in June. Uh, Deviation, who was making a game for them um, that they, they, they bought, uh, I believe, in 2021. Had over 100 people work from these layoff, 90 people, and canceled their game. They were making a live service game. Um, yeah, it's like, I mean, obviously you got to throw a few out there. Like, some are going to, a lot are going to fail, but like, I don't know. This is just the first time where, like, we're starting to see, like, the things I've been talking about, I've been concerned about. Like, I don't think, like, this is not like a doomed situation here where, like, they're completely fucked, but, like, I think the other quality games that they built their empire on uh, the last 15 years. Have like these triple A high quality games that they've been like single player third person action games that they've been really 
kind of been the, you know, the thing they built, you know, really the, like, you know, the second half of the PS3, the entire PS4 and so far the, the PS5 generation have been built upon, um, you know, but I mean, you know, you know, I don't know. That's like, it just feels like a shameless chasing of trends. Yeah. And it's like, we, we've seen this year as like the, the kind of the year where these live service games have kind of like that bubble is kind of bursting a little bit for them. And not that especially like, when like three to four of them are like closing the span of a year. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've already heard, I think about a, a, around 10 pretty like yeah. big ones already announced are being shut down this year. Yep. So, um, yeah. Or relaunched. Or relaunched. <laughs> yeah. Like we see like suicide squad basically delaying a year. Uh, stuff like that, but um, I don't know. I mean, just start off with like Gables. This is our, by the way, happy ten years, buddy. Yeah, happy ten years. Ten years <laughs> ago, twenty thirteen, dude. Yeah, this this weekend, Gables, uh, Jake and I recorded our very first episode. The episode that was never released because somebody forgot to hit record. I won't name names, uh, but they they may be in this this call, and it wasn't me. Uh, but in that, in that episode, we talked about, um, the, the very famous now, the 10 years ago this week, Xbox one reveal and about how yep. bad that was. And we went to that. And the first episode we ever released was actually, uh, E3 2013. Yeah. And in that episode, the very first episode that was released, I ranted about how much I dislike CG trailers. Yes. And, Still to this day, a decade later, I it drives me nuts because I remember like everybody's going crazy over that Sunset Overdrive tra- CG trailer, and yep. I was like, I don't, now you can't, not not everything is comparable one to one here. But what I'm saying is, when it's uh, at that point, um, Insomniac was not, you know, they didn't have that Spider-Man. Like they had a lot of great games under them, don't get me wrong, but like, right, you know, it's like when they put out when they really, when they did the CGI trailer a couple years ago for Spider-Man Two. It's like, okay, well, we already know what you can do with Spider-Man. Like, you've already been made two phenomenal Spider-Man games. Spider-Man, one of the biggest IPs in the world. Here's Venom. Here's Kraven. It's like, all right, get hyped for that. Like, it's happening. But when we see CG trailers for developers that are, don't, aren't like these big-time developers for unknown, for IPs that aren't, that are new or not well-known or whatever. Uh, but in fact, like, we're looking at Haven here, a brand new, brand new studio. With Jade Raymond, who like she made a lot of games that games I love, but she hasn't put a game out in over a decade. Um, That's true. Releasing a live service game that is all CG that we don't even like. We gotta kind of we gotta kind of like figure out what this game is through your CGI trailer. It's like this is like I it drives me nuts. I like and I, I hate when I, I'll hear people say that game looks fantastic. I'm like we didn't we didn't see the fucking game. It's it's a brand new developer making a brand new Just the IP. Concept. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just so funny. Ten years later, here I am, still still ranting about that thing. I dro- that just drove me nuts. But anyways, moving on to number two here, Helldivers two coming to PS5 and PC this year. Actually, uh, I thought this actually looks really cool. Uh, it is another uh, third person man in the back. Like I know a lot of people love Helldivers back in the day. Like it's a more like it's more like what's it isometrical. Where it's like more top down. Yeah, it was, it was yeah, like it was a more like an isometric one. It's like a huh. dual stick like shooter, like kind of more like a Dead Nation back in the day, wasn't it? Yep. I sp- sort of like that. I just remember a lot of people. Uh, the big complaint about that game was like it was extremely hard, and also friendly fire was always on. It's the like the two things I know about that game. Uh, but I love this trailer. I thought it was incredibly funny. It was like it was basically just Starship Troopers. Uh, but I thought the game mm-hmm. looks really good. 
Um, just a matter of like, what are these? Are these games free to play? Are these like they paying for these games? Like, I think a Hell Divers two would actually be like, it's going to PS five and PC. Like, this would be a perfect like PS plus game. Yes, it would be. Like, cause I would love to like just stick around this game, but like, I don't know, like these ones, like these smaller, like stuff like this, like we actually got gameplay here. I don't know, like didn't bother me as much, and like I know there's a lot of people out there that love Hell Divers, but I don't know. I thought it looked really good. The comedy was fun. It was really good, but like I also wonder, like, is the comedy in the game? Like we see like two people like hugging, in like in the game, but like how how much of yes. this comedy is actually gonna be in the game? But kind of what was your feelings on this one? Helldivers 2, I thought it was all right. You know, I mean, the gameplay of it didn't really capture me as much as, like, some others. But at the same time, I thought it was more like a generic sort of, like, third-person sort of shooter squad-based game Yeah. from what it looked like. I mean, it did its job for what it initially was aiming for and stuff, but uh, I thought it was okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying, like, I think this game is going to be, like, a high 8, but, like, I'm looking at this game, like, it's going to be a good 7.5 play for a weekend kind of move on kind of game that, that's kind of why yeah but you know, there's like licensed stuff you can't really do that so um moving on here though we had uh, ascendant studios uh they have a new trailer for immortals of avium that's the ea original game coming july 20th coming to everything though um i'm actually like interested in this game like i thought it looked really good that you know this one was like they're shooting all the shit out of their hands like um uh, but i don't know like i feel like i'm being tr- I, I feel like i'm worried now like i'm, I'm kind of like concerned after like i I was pretty hyped for like Forspoken and Ghostwire Tokyo for kind of similar reasons. <laughs> and like, so now I'm like, well, this one's more single player. This is a single player game. Like it's, it's not like open world and things like that. Like, like those games were, but like, I was so like, like the, the, the visuals of those games really sold me. And I was like, Oh, okay. The rest of the games were like, Forspoken's like a f- okay game. It's definitely like a 6.5, but like, and like Ghostwire Tokyo is like, Seven point five kind of game. It's fine. You can play it, have a good time with it, you know, and then never think about it again. Uh, but I don't know. I like I I I'm cautiously optimistic, and I feel like so far the EA original games have all been good. So um, that's gonna be excited. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know where you're at in this one, Gables. Honestly, that didn't hit on that game. Didn't even really hit any check marks for me at all, man. I thought it looked kind of kind of trying too hard in terms of its plot and stuff like that, and the gameplay of it. Gameplay of it looked okay, but at the same point, I just didn't like the whole aspect of the game's presentation, plus its uh, gameplay supposed loop that they were trying to pitch forward with, you know? Yeah. So, it's just one of those things where you're right, you know, the EA original stuff have been mostly decent so far, but yet for this one, it feels like a, a whiff in the wrong direction. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Like, there's there's some good talented people behind it. I think there's a lot of Call of Duty devs behind this game, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious to see with that. I'm like, I'm not like I said. This is like another one of the games. I'm not like, like I feel like this is like that. That could be like a eight out of ten type of game. You know, like low eights, okay. high sevens is kind of what I'm thinking of that thing. Like a good game. Like you, you pick it up, play, and have a good time for say like a weekend or two and move along. But like I don't know. Fact and plus the fact is it's supposed to be like a mainline single player game. That sounds perfect. Uh, next up here, 505 Games and one more level uh, announced or well not announced. We already knew it was coming, but. We got we got some first time we got some gameplay for this of Ghost Ghost Runner two, uh, that's coming this year. Um, one of those games that kind of like passed me by. I know like it was big on PC and like it got ported to the the PS4 and Xbox One. And I guess it kind of struggled on there, and then they did yeah. like a next gen update and those versions work really well. Um, it was on PS Plus. I want to say about maybe about last year sometime. 
So it's, it's a game that we I guess the first one was. So it's a game that we can probably all check out. Like that game looks fantastic. Yes. Like it kind of looks like a more of an action style uh, Mirror's Edge to me, um, which also sounds cool. It's just kind of one of the games I kind of miss. So I don't know, maybe like I go back and check out Ghost Runner. But I, I mean, visually looking at this game looks stunning. Um, I, I don't know, like I said, just one of those things. I've also heard like people get like have issues like motion sickness from this one. So that scares me a little bit. What about you? That was fast paced and looked fairly interesting, you know, because uh, when you saw it initially, I thought I thought there were aspects of it that kind of looked more like a Destiny. But uh, when I initially saw the opening sequence, plus the, like the teasing of gameplay where you're just driving down this building and stuff like that, going from this one goal to the other goal or something like that, did the little check marks and stuff like that. I thought it looked fairly cool, yeah, fairly high paced and stuff. But then again, that's what the Ghost Runner game previously, the first one was kind of known for was like, that whole one more level sort of vibe where you're going through trying to navigate things as quick as possible. So yeah, it looked fairly good. Yeah. Um, definitely, you know, curious to kind of see what it thought, but I mean, I know there's a big fan base behind it, so I'm sure that game's going to be really good and yeah, hopefully it, you know, it runs well on, on the consoles, but next up here, S games. Uh, now this is one of the games you talked about. You were excited for uh, phantom blade zero. Uh, it's going to PS five. I don't remember if it said it's coming to other consoles. I'll have to look that up. Uh, but Kind of premise behind this one is like uh, your character only has 66 days to live. Like from what like there's a press release about this. Sounds like like something happened and he ends up like he's like dying and then somebody uses something to like save his life, but he only has but like it saves his life, but it, like really only like give him 66 days to live. Um, and it's basically it sounds like a revenge story. Uh, but I mean this game looks fantastic, like visually. Uh, the combat looks awesome. Uh, part of me wonders like how much of this is like real how much is this like cutscene like stuff uh it, it looks like somebody made metal gear rising uh in sekiro yeah i can understand where you're coming from that as well you know i kind of akin it more to like uh like a ninja gaiden fused like with certain aspects of say dark souls to where it's like the action's fast paced you know and a lot of the sword combat and like a lot of the the various sequences from like let's say like running up a wall or something, jumping to another portion mm -hmm. only to like slash into an enemy on the other side. I mean, all in one motion that, that type of stuff I really enjoyed seeing because it was like almost candy for the visual sense to where it's like, you see a whole bunch of random action stuff appearing on the screen. But even like when you're battling, it seemed like when you're with your uh, character, when you're battling against like a couple different ones, like a couple of different opponents and stuff, and then you're just doing a whole, whole bunch of like swords, like quick sword slashing motions and stuff, like seamlessly without having to like go into some sort of canned animation or go into some sort of crazy ass like uh, like shifting of like different weapons in order to adjust on the go. You know that that kind of impressed me in some ways. But I do know there are specific type of games that do something similar to this, but uh, their whole, but uh, those type of action games don't generally like perform too well in terms of the cohesiveness in regards to all the way through in those type of action. Mm. But from what we initially saw though for like Phantom Played Zero, visually it looks pretty good. I mean the character models look excellent inside this game. The action looks fast paced and. Uh, Quite honestly, it looks like it could be a pretty punishing game and stuff if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. But the quick reflexes and everything else and stuff like that. I mean, from the initial trailer that we saw, this is one of the few that actually had like decent gameplay associated with it, other than like some sort of CGI 
trailer this or this or that, you know, and that kind of impressed me a bit. Yeah, uh, so I did look it up. It's coming to PC, but there's they didn't they haven't confirmed it's PS5 exclusive, but they also haven't said it's coming to Xbox. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm curious how this game's gonna work out because like SK, so like Phantom Blade is like a franchise already, but like this studio's like only worked on this on Phantom Blade on mobile uh, and PC, so I'm, I'm so this is like kind of their first oh, wow. foray into like a big AAA uh, kind of market. So I'm curious how it works out, like. It's definitely like I mean it looks great. It's just like a matter of like we we see them just Souls like games are like so popular now. Um, that's yes. just kind of like okay, another one. Um, but I don't know. Like I'm gonna be open minded to it. Uh, but I, I don't like foresee this game being something I get into. But I don't know. Like I put 40 hours in the world long this year, so anything is possible with me. Um, but yeah, like I don't like I definitely like I think it could be really good. It's just a, maybe not a me game. Uh, a game that looks like a me game though. Sword of the Sea. So this is from Giant Squid, uh, the people that made Pathless and Zabzu. Uh, but they were like, from they were a bunch of people that worked on original Journey, spun off to make mm-hmm. their own uh, studio. Uh, I thought Abzu was was good. It was it, it wasn't like nowhere near Journey. It was kind of like underwater Journey. Uh, the Pathless was like visually stunning, uh, but I just I never really didn't really. I I put a couple hours in it. It was like a PS5 launch game, and. I, it just didn't really love it uh, like I was hoping I would. Uh, but Sword of the Sea looks fantastic. Like you're like you like kind of like snowboarding almost on sand and uh, um, on like a sword. And then like there's a half pipe and you're going up like. And then there's like that one. There's like one part of the trailer where like you're like kind of going down a sand dune and it's just basically like that journey shot all over again, uh, which yes, exactly was what they're going for. Uh, this is going to PS5. No release window or anything like that, but. Um, Definitely uh, a game that I would I am super pumped to check out because uh you know like I I love just like anything anybody else played Journey, absolutely adore that game and uh, it's been too long since we've had like a good one of those from from anybody I don't when when's the last time that game company put a game out like they had that um let's see that's it's actually been a while ago they had but, that one uh... that was like they made for Apple uh, I think it was called it was like Sky something. I think so. Yeah, Sky is what it's called, but like it's it's on Switch as well. But oh uh, yeah, Journey Flower. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, um, I think it looks really cool. What about you, Gables? Yeah, I think it looks cool as well. Just wanted to see what other stuff that they're going to be showing from this game between now and like launch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, it's it's not too far off. But yeah, I don't think it's this year, but. Hopefully we could see some more of that, um, you know, not not too distant future. Uh, another game coming here uh, from Crow Team, uh, The Talos Principles Two, uh, is coming to everything. Yes. Um, I, I I remember like I've seen a lot of this game. A lot of people talk about like they love this game. Uh, it's a it's a puzzler. I heard it's incredibly hard. Um, mm. But uh, you know, like I know a lot of people love these games. Uh, like I said, I've seen a bunch of people play these. Like I've seen a lot of gameplay of it. Uh, it looks great, but like just I'm not a big like puzzler in that sense, like in these type of puzzles, but uh, like you know, kind of you know the robot trying to like solve this, move on, like unlock the mystery of what's going on in this world. Uh, what about you, Gables? This tickling any fancies? Not really, only because this is, I never really got into the first game and stuff, and so the second game really didn't like uh, do anything for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's I mean it's like it's more of a uh, it's definitely a more of a niche game, I think. Um, 
The other game, though, very much in this game. If you want, to, if you like watching dogs die, uh, we got we got the game for you. Uh, Neva. Uh, this is a game coming in 2024. It's coming to everything, including <laughs> Switch. Uh, it's from this is the game. Uh, the developers uh, agree. Um, no, Nomada, Nomada Studio. Um, I played Gree back on Switch when it first came out. Like that game was fantastic. Like looks fantastic. Kind of fell off of it after a couple hours though. Just I don't know. I didn't have anything negative to say about it. Just didn't really stick with me. Um, but one of those things. This is a CG trailer. No idea what's going on. No idea what this game is. Uh, like just a, a dog dies. Uh, which immediately, you know, fuck this game. That's kind of how I feel about it. The way you goes. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really have too much opinion about it. It was a nice animation, but at the same time, it was it was on the CG trailer. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. It's like another pet peeve of mine, especially when you have a CG trailer. Like I was saying, you may agree, uh, but at least like give me an idea what the genre is of your fucking game when you when you put out a, a CG trailer. I guess. Um, Cat Quest, uh, Pirates of the uh, Caribbean. I great name, fantastic name, by the way. Uh, it's coming in 2024 yes. to uh, all platforms. Um, looks cute. Looks cool. Uh, look, it looks like a really good, like, nice little cozy game. You know, sometimes, like, we're so big, so worried about, like, all these, like, big, huge games we're going to play that sometimes we are, like, we we just miss and gloss over those nice little cozy games. And, God damn it, we all need them every now and again. Like, I played a game called uh, Ravenlock a couple weeks ago. It's on Game Pass. 100% in, like, three hours. Super easy, like, fun little, like, uh, adventure action game action adventure game um like like kind of like uh based off like alice in the wonderland um great little game love that game uh had a great time with it and this looks like that like i like i heard like these games like there's been other ones of these already and i heard they're actually really good uh and i don't know it was, I, I this one kind of uh you know stuck with me a little bit i don't know I'm, i might check it out when it comes out what about you um uh possibility but at the same point you know i'm just uh uh, i don't know man it's like i'm just really not too sure in regards about this game (laughs) but uh yeah i probably would give it a shot you know just just for out of curiosity or something but uh yeah it just goes along with the theme that i felt throughout this playstation call like this this showcase in general and stuff there's like maybe a few things that really interest me and everything else sort of like just bored me yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's definitely one of those ones where like it's like i mean that's like most showcases though it's like it's always like you're gonna show up a bunch of shit like if you can just find a handful of things that like kind of stick with you like that's a pretty good showcase so um this one that, like, I'm, like i'm not like it's not high up on my list but like i don't know like kind of looks like a little fun game you know like like i said every every now and again we nice we need a nice little cozy game to play um, it's not yeah. stresses out of me, you know, just have a good time and relax. So, um, their game though, Gables, the game of the show, honestly, I, I was, I, I was watching, I did the live reactions. I was like, is this Splatoon? And then it was actually Splatoon Gables, Square Enix. First I freaked out cause I saw Square Enix. I'm like, is this, I thought it was Final Fantasy seven rebirth. I was like, Oh, and it was not, um, foam stars. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. You know, it's funny before they unveiled this game and stuff with uh, Maximilian Dude and stuff. Like the chat was teasing. It was like, it's the bouncer too. It's like, oh, fuck you, chat. Oh, yeah, because of the neon. Yeah, I could see that. I could definitely see that. <laughs> um, but yeah, Foam Stars is a 4v4 online uh, party shooter. It is basically a, it is literally a Splatoon ripoff, but it's foam instead. And you surf instead of like, you know, uh, swim in the, in the paint and or ink. Um, 
even like the powers you have, like the power, like special special abilities you have, are just ripoffs. Yo, Gables, honestly, I respect it <laughs> because it's such a like they aren't even like trying to hide the fact they're ripping off Splatoon. They're just going for it, and honestly, I respect it more for just going full bore instead of like like copying it like seventy percent. You know, like just just rip it off. Like, like the game sells super well. This game, I wouldn't be shocked if this game is actually. I'm not gonna say this game is like gonna be no, anywhere near the popularity of Splatoon. I'm not arguing that, but like I wouldn't be shocked if this game actually like does well in Japan because like obviously like I think Splatoon like around 80 percent of the sales are in Japan. So I won't be shocked this game has a nice little bump there. Um, I don't. Know. The game looks like whatever. I don't. I don't even know if the game's gonna be good, but I don't know. Maybe they're like they're gonna do such a good job of copying Splatoon, it's actually gonna be actually pretty decent. Uh, how you feel about this one? Dude, this is just like a. This is just like a freaking like a shameless clone of Splatoon, everything. They mimic almost everything in regards to Splatoon other than its name and also other than, like, the thing with ink. It's just a bunch of foam, different color foam. There's a contemporary colors and stuff like that, the clashing of colors that contrast from one another for each team's side. It was like a pink There's and, like, a gold. white, though. It wasn't even, like, no, that even... it was pink and, like, a green. Yeah, it was, it, it, it was uh, like, a green. Oh, was it green? But, okay, I thought it was, like, a white. Yeah, and all this, it seemed like all the specials you see in the trailer were once taken directly from Splatoon itself, only they kind of reworked it in terms of, like, the stuff. It just really felt like an asset flip of, like, just replacing the name replacing the, the squid kids and stuff and just having like these strange human characters and stuff like that that are just ultra shiny and stuff doing all this foam star shit like in the like in their courses and everything this is the kind of game and stuff to where this is just the kind of game and stuff to where it just felt like it was incredibly lazy but also incredibly like uh incredibly like kind of desperate in terms of trying to start a specific kind of like appeal for like just having other consoles version of splatoon mm. quintessentially you know foam star stuff just it just really seemed like that it was just dumb <laughs> completely just oh yeah dumb. i don't i don't think this game's gonna be like great or anything but like like i said i just I give it a year what <laughs> i give it a year oh i think i thought you said game of the year Ah, uh, so like I'm gonna hold you oh, to no, that. No, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I like I said, I I respect it just because how shameless they are about it. Honestly, it's like at least mm -hmm. they're just like they're not even trying to hide it from us. So I respect it for that. But yeah, incredibly funny. It's I know it's just different enough to where Nintendo is not gonna chase after them legally. Yeah, for like it. really, it's like I mean, especially Nintendo. Like they're like they're probably calling like like Nintendo of America a law office and like, dude, can we see for this? You want to know? It's hilarious. Mm -hmm. What if this game actually did come out upon like uh, Nintendo Switch? Oh, I'm sure they wouldn't allow it. They're like, Dude, fuck off. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not even trying to be a, a dick, but this game, like graphically, I don't think this game would even run on a Switch. So, um, nah, not well. Yeah, or they could put it on the cloud. That'd be funny. Um, but uh, moving on here, Gables. So, like I said, I I try to watch the next trailer multiple times gables but mm -hmm. plucky squire that game looks fantastic we've seen yes, it, it we've seen it beforehand it's coming to everything um but this game will forever be known as the game that follows foam stars to me because i honestly <laughs> don't know what happened in this trailer 
because every time I see it, I think of I think of Foam Stars, and like I even pulled up the trailer by itself to just watch it on its own, and I just think about the fact that this game followed Foam Stars, so Please. I have no See, idea what I'm happened. Almost the exact opposite to where I feel like this thing actually alleviated and kind of excelled after Foam Stars showed before it because now I have like a set piece of what I don't want to play in, in touch for the entirety, and then all of a sudden you have this game that almost looks like a masterpiece in comparison. Gables, if Foamstar is out by Extra Life, I'm gonna make you play it with me. Uh, uh, for 24 straight hours. Oh Jesus Christ, no! I'm gonna make you stream it for 24 hours straight. Yeah, yeah, 24 hours straight, and all of a sudden I'll just say, "Yeah, don't play with, don't play this game. Just play some Splatoon." By end of it, you're gonna like, you're gonna love this game. I bet it. Bet you will. Oh, uh, but anyways, Plucky Squires. That game looks I, like we've seen it before. Uh, that game's gonna be fantastic, I'm sure. Um, at least I hope it is, because that game looks gorgeous. I love the, you know, being on the picture book and all that. Um, yeah, everything about it looks awesome. There's an ad in the thing I'm going through now of Starbucks, and I just really want a Starbucks coffee right now. It, was, it looks so good. It's a cold brew. They got the sweet cream foam. Oh, Poppy, Daddy wants. Anyways, um, moving on. Teardown. Coming to uh, PlayStation 5 in 2023. Um, mm-hmm. I have never heard of this game before, but it's an, it's been on PC for a while. I guess it's an early access. This game is actually like extremely popular. It's just one of those things like, oh, um, those like those, it's one of those games that like just not in our world that we you know we're console gamers. So you look like there's those those games in the PC market and the mobile market that we've never heard of that are extremely popular, and it's just one of them. But it's like I, I don't know. I guess like you do a lot of heists, but it's like. You could build a lot of shit, and like it's just it's a kind of like Minecraft, but like with you can do heists with it. Uh, but yeah, I think it looks cool. It's just the thing that I don't think I'll ever play. Yeah, it's the same aspect with me where it looks like a cool concept, but at the same time, I'm not into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's free or something like that, or if like some like maybe I'll check it out. Like it's kind of it could be a fun thing to dick around in with some friends, but I don't foresee myself ever jumping into it by myself. Um, Next up, a game though I do see myself jumping into uh, multiple times: uh, Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater Gables. The rumors are true. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming to everything though. Um, we had that weird trailer uh, where it was like an ant, and then they're eating a frog, and the frog gets picked up by the bird, and then I freaked out because then I realized the bird is actually the bird from the end, uh, not not mm-hmm. the end of the game, but the character of the end. Uh, then it gets eaten mm-hmm. by a snake. And then you see actual snake. Um, I talked about this last week when we talked about like what we th- were expecting from this thing. And my worst case scenario of it, other than not showing up, was just a CG trailer. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is exactly what we got. Uh, we got yep. Uh, we got a CG trailer, and then there was a press release by Konami where they talked about uh, they, they had a uh, um, a thing like kind of what's going on with this from the development team, but they never say the development team is. <laughs> we have no idea who's making this game. There's been the leaks yeah. out there of the Virtuous team. We don't. And there's been like some stuff that they've accidentally leaked about them working on the game. So it sounds like they're making it, which they're a Korean team based out of South Korea. Uh, that Like most of them uh, known for ports. Uh, but so it sounds like they say that the original uh, ca- original voice cast will be there, but no idea if they're just reusing those assets or if they're like re-recording stuff. If it's going to be, uh, it sounds like it's going to be more of a one v one for one remake, like just, completely redoing the graphics but it's gonna be just straight what the original game was which i've talked about over the over the course of the last 
few years now since these leaks happened where like you know Kojima's not involved this is kind of what I want you know I instead of them trying to do what they think Kojima would do I'd rather them you know because this is from an unfamiliar team that doesn't have like a lot of work on and these type of games that I mean I, I don't I don't I wouldn't trust anybody like I wouldn't I don't know if I would trust Naughty Dog or Santa Monica Studios some of my favorite studios to to make a remake with this in their own image so right I don't know like I'm, a, I'm I'm there's a lot of people concerned about this this game uh, a lot of huge you know I've, I've talked about like Metal Solid is my favorite franchise of all time growing up it's the reason I'm a, I'm a gamer today I like a lot of other people and a lot of people are like super nervous about this or upset about this and it's like I'm going into it trying to be optimistic like we've seen the screenshots it looks gorgeous uh yeah I don't know like like I said I'm gonna try to be optimistic about it until we start seeing some stuff and hearing some stuff uh like as far like visually hearing and seeing some stuff I'm gonna remain optimistic um but yeah like I'm just like and there's been some talk about like you know they talk about the delta thing like basically it's a new beginning and there's been questions like I even I've questioned like why they starting with three and I heard someone say like like oh they're gonna start with three because they're gonna go in order of the games which doesn't really make a lot of sense because like because I understand like you have a lot of new you have a lot of people jumping into these games so you want to start at the beginning of the timeline which I can get that part but the problem is if you go from three to then five unless you do Peace Walker in there because Peace Walker is the second game of the big boss trilogy and then five but then you also like if you go to five and then go to one it doesn't make a lot of fucking sense because you got to also have metal gear one and two the nes games in there so there's this franchise i mean the franchise doesn't make a lot of sense in general uh there's a lot of um you know retconning in this franchise uh and i love it regardless but there just is honestly um but i don't understand that either because like i said if you go from five to one Still doesn't make any goddamn sense. So I don't know how they're. I don't know. I still don't know why they're starting with three, other than it's probably just the easiest one to do. Um, maybe I'll set a two, but uh, I'm I'm incredibly excited to see this. But uh, what about you, Gables? Well, absolutely, I'm excited to see Metal Gear. <laughs> anything inside of anything, even like with the CG trailer itself. Kind of disappointed they didn't show who was initially the one responsible in remaking this game, but also didn't see any type of, like, gameplay. So it tells me maybe conceptually this game isn't, like, as far along as what we may believe, so we may have to wait a few years in order to try to see anything in regards to what the initial remake stuff is going to. I was actually more excited, not just for showing of this trailer but what came after with the whole master collection stuff yeah, volume of one the volume one yeah. with the uh, first three games yeah. and the one the original metal gear games from nes are gonna be in there as well oh yeah yeah they basically take they took like the metal gear solid 3 subsistence version and stuff that did have the ms dos games of uh, the original metal gear and then metal gear 2 have that alongside of the original metal gear solid the second one and also snake eater the third one so I really like that they are going and re-releasing these games on the modern platforms for everybody to go forth and like uh, play. Mm -hmm. No confirmation for a Switch port yet, though that would make a lot of sense playing that on the reason the, why not to uh, handheld. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you're the they've done some of these Castlevania ports in the past. Like, 
what are the price points typically like 40 bucks 30 bucks well typically typically well honestly no when it came to the castlevania collections and also the contra ones they actually charged about 20 bucks okay for those ones All right. but for some of the other collections says that yeah they were like about the 30 to 40 dollar range so for this, however, I could see them potentially doing like a $50 sort of thing for like a three, because I'm still thinking that with this initial release, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty much like updated ports of like the original games. It's just the, well, it's just the 360 Blue Point remasters they did, plus Metal Gear yeah. 1, which is crazy because like back on 360 for $40, they had two, three Metal Gear Solid One or Metal Gear One and Two, and then they had Peace Walker HD remastered because that was on the that was on PSP the first time on right. consoles, and that was forty dollars over a decade ago, and now they're re-releasing this minus Peace Walker. Um, so absolutely, I don't know. Like I know it's I'm weird. It's like forty bucks. Like I mean, I'm I'm a sucker. I'm gonna buy them anyways because um, it just sucks that like you know I own I bought that thing digitally years ago and i just can't play them now uh so it sucks i have to buy them again but you know whatever i'm excited I'm, I'm a sucker i'm gonna buy them again uh and yeah i think the most exciting thing though about that one is like uh it was only volume one yes. meaning there's gonna be another volume probably released in the next year um, probably in regards to mgs4 or even like peace walker and like whichever games Probably they're gonna do like Peace Walker four and five or some yeah, shit. Yeah, that's like the only that. thing. Who knows? The only, I mean, the only things that's not there are literally Peace Walker four and five, which and five you can mm-hmm. already play on the on there. So technically you can, yes. So yeah, like um, maybe they do like a next gen update kind of thing. I don't know, but yeah, like that that just gives me hope that maybe we could finally play uh, Metal Gear Solid four uh, natively without streaming it. So. Um, oh, I know, right? Yeah, but uh, I'm super pumped for that. Uh, next up, Dream Dreamlit revealed. Towers of Ag, Ag, Agaspa. I'm sorry, I'm probably butchering. Agaspa, Agaspa or maybe. Like that. Yeah, that's supposed to be coming next year to PS5. Uh, I thought the game looked gorgeous. I don't really know what we're doing. Uh, I love the art design. I love all that. It looks like very much like a Breath of the Wild thing, but like, uh, like I said, I don't really know. Like, there's a lot of gameplay there. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, don't really know what the point of this game is. But other than just they try to make it look like you're playing Breath of the Wild, but. What about you? Nah, didn't have too much interest in it. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, Final Fantasy 16. We got another trailer for that. It's coming June 22nd, so it's whatever. Yep. Uh, next up, though, for me, the actual game of the show, Alan Wake 2, coming October 17th, coming to everything. Uh, it will be an only uh, a digital only, only release. It'll be $60 on consoles, $50 on uh, PC because uh, Epic is making it. It's going to be exclusive to Epic Game Store. That's why it's ten dollars less um, there, but um, yeah, uh, I thought the game looks fantastic. They said they're actually like this is the first time they're making a survival horror game because uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Alan Wake was more of a was really more of an a, of a action game. It's kind of a combination, but it was it was still more actiony. Uh, but it kind of got looks like they're really going for like kind of like looks like a lot like uh, like Resident Evil Two, like those kind of. Kind of the modern day Resident Evil games we've been getting, like the third person one. So, uh, you you you're bouncing between like an FBI agent and Alan Wake, uh, but that game looks amazing. Uh, like I said, I loved Alan Wake back in the day. I played the re the they did the the remaster uh, last year. They put it out. 
I played for a couple hours. I'm like, this game does not age super well. Uh, but I'm, I'm probably going to go back. Just probably pop it on easy and just run through it, get a refresher of the story. Uh, I never did play American Nightmare, but I heard it just wasn't very good. But I might check it out too. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I thought I loved, love, 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 love this and uh, cannot wait to play it. What about you? For Alan Wake 2, I thought this was definitely one of the better games that was shown in that showcase in regards to a lot of the various intrigue about the game, you know, the different switching of the different characters. It looks like it's going to be a bit more tense than what the original game was from initial things that I've seen. And quite honestly, yeah, I think this is going to be a game that's going to be fairly important in regards to one of the later launch games of the year. So I think it's going to do fairly well. And quite honestly, I was really impressed with what I did see. Yeah, and perfect time for Halloween too. So, um, yes. Next up, though, unfortunately, coming out five days before that, October twelfth, uh, coming to everything, including last gen, uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, this is the uh, the smaller one. That apparently, from the leaks, it's supposed to be about a twenty five hour game. If you want to do like a lot of the side stuff too, um, but it's kind of it's kind of going back to the. Uh, um, OG Assassin's Creed games, much smaller, like yes. I said. Uh, he plays Bassin, who is a character uh, from Valhalla. Uh, this is a prequel to that. Apparently, this was originally supposed to be DLC, and it kind of expanded and blew up into um, its own game. I believe it's going to be a little bit cheaper, too. Originally, I think it was like $50. I don't know what, if it is now. It was, it was delisted uh, after the game got delayed, so I don't know if they changed the pricing or not. But, like, it just looks like it's a lot more self-based. You sit on, you're, like, you're sitting on a bench. Gables, you're sitting on a fucking bench like you did in Assassin's Creed uh, in the first like four, which is awesome. Uh, I I am so like hopeful that this game is actually what I want it to be because uh, um, yeah, those like the first like handful of Assassin's Creed games I absolutely adore and uh, it'd be awesome like you know just that they're maybe throwing us a bone here. What about you? I'll be perfectly honest with you. As long as it's fun and stuff and not like overly stuffed with all this different content or some or not repetitive or something i mean i'd be interested in trying it because it's like it's akin to classic assassin's creed yeah. games but what they change inside of here in terms of like the weapon accessibility and stuff the gameplay loop of it being hopefully not too monotonous and stuff but i'm really interested in seeing if they wedge some form of a microtransaction inside this game uh, they said there'd be no microtransactions original. a while ago so well that's what they say, but you never know what'll happen after launch. <laughs> yeah, true, well, true, true. But uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm like I said, much like Metal Gear Solid Delta, I'm gonna be trying to be optimist about this one because goddamn, right, I right. want it to be, and uh, I need it, I need it so bad. Uh, it's been since Gables. I'm gonna get it. Don't tell me what the name is. Yeah, Syndicate. Yeah, Fucking there you right, go, Gables. Syndicate. It took me a decade to finally remember that goddamn name. Luckily, you know, on our uh, on our 10-year anniversary, I finally remember the name of that goddamn game. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I'm so hopeful this game is, is actually as good as it looks and as actually what I want it to be. Uh, but, yeah, it's one of those things, unfortunately, like, it's it's like I've wanted it forever, but it's like, fuck, it's right for Alan Wake. <laughs> uh, and then apparently Spider-Man's going to be around there, too. So it's going to be, it's it's a rough time. Um, but definitely that's going to be a must-play for me uh, eventually. Um but next up here, we had um, from the, the creators of Night in the Woods, uh, Revenant Hill. It's coming to PS4 and PS5. Uh, it is apparently, it sounds like it's a 
almost like Animal Crossing in a way, where like, but it's like with witches, like Gables. I don't have a fuck clue. There was a blog post about it. I read it. Um, yeah. Seems too weird for me. Yeah, I don't know. Like <laughs> Night in the Woods. Um, I thought the game was very charming. I liked it. I just I kind of fell off after a while. I know, but I know that's got like a pretty hardcore audience behind it that love that game. Um, so yeah, I mean, good luck to them. I hope it I hope it works out for them. Um, next up here, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Coming this year, PS4 and PS5. Anything on that one? I got nothing. Well, honestly, for that one, this is more like an improvement of like Grand Blue Fantasy Versus and stuff. So basically, they just redid a whole bunch of the battle system. They tweaked a lot of different characters in terms of combos, in terms of things of flows, inserted some more game mechanics into it. This is just like a long story short, though, but they did a lot of vast improvements, including the net code of the game. So Arc System Works has been at has been really making a big effort to try to go and put back like a lot of put a lot of rollback net code and stuff inside of their older games, especially when it comes to say like Dragon Ball Fighters and also this game here, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, being a couple of them that they're trying to aim for. So what this relink thing has to majorly have to do and stuff is uh, kind of like a reworking of like the Grand Blue Fantasy Versus and stuff and improving on just key things. It looks fairly interesting, you know? It looks fairly good. It feels like that the combat has gotten a little bit more smooth from what I saw from the other game when that one launched. But, uh, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Street Fighter Six, we're going to trailer for that one. That comes out, I believe, on Friday. Um, yes, it does, on the second. Yeah, so um, just another little reminder that's coming. Uh, Ultros, it's that psychedelic game. It looks like it's coming PS4, PS5, and Steam. Um Looks like if you played Hall, if you took Acid and played Hollow Knight. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have no like issues against the game. Looks really cool. Love the art design, and all that. Um, just not a game I'm gonna be into. So. Yeah. Uh, but okay, more, more, eh, more to you if you like that game. Uh, Tower of Fantasy. Uh, it's coming as a Cyberpunk open world game. This game has been on uh, PC for a while now. Um, it's supposed to be like, uh, what's that fucking? really popular anime free-to-play game that's like breath of the wild genshin impact Genshin impact yeah it's like their like version of genshin impact uh that's coming to ps4 and ps5 this summer uh but i, don't know, I got nothing to add on that one gables anything for you not really yeah. i don't really play those type of games yeah uh dragon's dogma dragon's dogma 2 finally got a, a actual gameplay trailer for that one it got revealed last year that it was development right. um it is coming to everything as well though but it looks really good um, I've never got Dragon Dog, Dragon's Dogma is this game that kind of just kind of passed me by, but I did actually pick it up last year for the 10th anniversary. They had it on sale for like $4 or something on PlayStation. Yeah. I bought it. Uh, I've had, I've had to play it, but, uh, 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 people that like it absolutely love it. Uh, so yes, they do. Uh, it's definitely one of those things that the people that really adore, uh, but I heard it's, it's kind of weird. Uh, maybe a little difficult to get into, but, uh, Oh, I mean, I might check it out, but I, I love the trailer. Look, it looks really good. Um, they're actually uh, Capcom. This is like, I believe the first game they're using the um, Reach for the Moon engine that, um, mm. or I guess RE engine. This is the first game they're using in that's not a uh, Resident Evil game. So um, ah. I could be wrong about that, but I, I believe it's the first one, if not the second one. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it looks great. Uh, anything you want on that one, Gables? Well, honestly, to be perfectly uh, to be perfectly frank, though, I thought that uh, 
Dragon's Dogma 2 looked pretty freaking good. A lot of the gameplay aspects with what we saw, I mean, some of the cutscenes, you know, I, I understand some of the story stuff, but uh, it looks like it's every bit as better as, like, the original stuff from when that came out around, oh, God, like, years ago at this point. Yeah, you know, we're a decade now at this point, so. Yes. Uh, next up here, we got to the VR section. Uh, Five, Nights, Five Nights at Freddy, Help Wanted 2 is coming later this year. Resident Evil 4 uh, VR mode is in development. It's going to be free for people that have already bought the game. Uh, which we've already known it was in development. They announced it last year. Um, Arizona Sunshine 2. It's a zombie killing game that's coming later this year. Uh, Crossfire Sierra Squad. Uh, we got some gameplay for that. Um, no details mm-hmm. about a, a, a launch date or anything. And then we got an, another action shooter synopsis. Uh, I think I might be saying that wrong. Uh, that's actually coming July 4th. Um, it is, it's got David mm-hmm. Hayter and uh, Jennifer Hale uh, are, are wow. the lead a- actors of this one. Gables, um, I, someone said that Jennifer Hale is actually the, the name, uh, the voice of Meryl in Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. I did not know yeah. that, actually. Uh, which is oh, yeah. pretty crazy. So, um, oh, yeah. She voiced her. She also voiced the character of like a Mary J. Watson side of the uh, the Spider-Man games oh, for yeah, yeah. Activision. Mm, oh, Activision. Let's see, for the 64 and the PlayStation. Yeah, yes. So Pretty crazy. Um, but the, they're the uh, voice actors of this one. Just so a lot of uh oh and Beat Saber they're getting uh is actually now out on PSVR. The cool thing is if you bought PSVR mm-hmm. on the original on the on the first VR headset for PlayStation, you get a free upgrade to VR two, which is awesome. Uh, then there's also mm-hmm. uh, Tween DLC is out now for that as well if you want that. So um, just a lot of I don't know, <clears throat> for I'm I, like I'm pretty much fully out on VR, so I, I'm pretty I guess biased on that sense where. I don't think anything's going to sell me on it. Um, unless Metal Gear Solid 6 is exclusive. And Kojima made it. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Like It's looked like a lot of shooting games. Uh, and Beat Saber. So nothing that yeah. really kind of moves the needle for any... I don't think for a lot of people. What about you? I'm in the same boat. It didn't really move anything to, for me at all. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm curious. I would like to hear more about people that actually bought a VR uh, two headset I have to say about this, but uh, like for, like it's kind of we're we're not the audience for that stuff. Um, next up though, Bungie, uh, Bungie, Bungie, uh, finally announced uh, Marathon, a game that we've known about for a while. This was actually a game that um, Netties was actually um, basically paying for for them to make, and then when PlayStation or Sony bought Bungie, um, basically bought out all their shares, and then. They're now they're making marathon, but marathon is coming to everything, including Xbox. Um, mm. This is a kind of looks it's a PvP game, extraction shooter, uh, much like you know like Rainbow Six Extraction stuff like that. You go in, you have a mission, go in, solve the mission. Uh, depending on how guilty you want, depending on how much you want to push it. Uh, if you push it too hard and you die, you lose everything. But if you want to keep going, you can get more and more stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know, like. <clears throat> It's a, it was a CG trailer. Um, I'm sure it's gonna be great because I mean no one's better at this than Bungie as far as like um, live server stuff. But uh, I'm curious. But I don't know, like I don't, I don't know. I mean, what the way to see? What about you, Gables? Honestly, I was excited about that game until it was revealed that it was a PvP extraction shooter. <laughs> then I lost all interest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I imagine it'll be free to play though. Um, at least it'll be a fun game to check out. But 
Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's, it's, a, it's a CG trailer, and I mean, I don't know, there's not much to take, take away from that one. Uh, next up, though, um, sticking with Bungie, Destiny 2, The Final Shape, which is supposed to be like the finale of that that storyline with uh, Destiny from when it kicked off. Um, Nathan Fillion is back with Cade 6, uh, and they announced it'll be a showcase on August 22nd to reveal more about it. How you, Gables, you're the right. Destiny guy. How you feeling? I'll be perfectly honest with you. I was kind of, I was kind of interested in seeing like, okay, this CG trailer right here is like, okay, Cade Six is back. What the hell? Because <laughs> uh, I, it was welcoming to see Nathan Fillion reprise his role as Cade Six, right? But at the same point, it just got me thinking. It's like, what the fuck are they trying to tease? It was a CG trailer to tease to another event that they're going to have in August and stuff to f- reveal more of the final shape. I mean. Another thing that I really did is like just made me kind of curious about like why Kate Six is back, and also another one is like, where the hell are they at? Purgatory or something like mm-hmm. that? Because it just seemed like a in between period between like uh, the like you know life and then like death or something like that. It just seemed like a purgatory that both Akora and like Kate uh, Six are like right like in the middle of this campfire, just reminiscing about different things we had this huge pyramid in the background and stuff from like uh, the witness but uh the triangle gables it's the final shape yeah 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 i, I know i know i know <laughs> i don't know i just like final shape and i see a triangle I'm like, okay i don't know what's happening other than that though and quite honestly i'll i'll see what's going to go on in august like another three months from now to learn more about what bungie's going to be doing and depending upon what they show it's going to depend me ever wanting to go forth to play Destiny 2 again, because mm-hmm. after playing the last expansion and stuff, okay. I pretty much lost all interest to play Destiny 2 after playing through that campaign or trying to play through it again after with another character. Because well, it's the last one, Gables. You gotta play it. Come on now. Yeah, it's the last one. Who knows? Well, it's the last one. It really depends. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Like, uh, you know, Kate Six. Like, I like. I love Nathan Villian. Um, so. Uh, I think that was kind of cool for someone like me. That's like kind of like on the outside. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's cool to see him come back. But uh, um, maybe the worst part of the show, Gables, Firewalk Studio, a studio mm-hmm. that um, PlayStation bought pretty recently, but they've been working with them for a while now. But they just fully bought them out. Uh, I believe earlier this year, um, mm-hmm. they announced a game called Concord. It was like it's a completely CGI trailer. It's a, this is a brand new studio as well. Never put a game out for. Uh, it's coming to PS5, PC next year. Um, there was like that jiggly hamburger. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, fuck this game. Uh, just because, like, I'm sure the game will be fine. I don't know. Uh, but like, it's it's a CG trailer from a studio uh, that is brand new from a, a game that we an IP that we don't know, um, and a CG trailer that said nothing about the game. At least you know the Haven CG trailer gave you an idea what the game is, and this literally gave us nothing. So. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I have I have nothing to add. You? Honestly, I just felt like they were very restrictive upon what uh, they're going to be revealing in terms of Concord because it's just a. It just feels like more like a concept more so now than anything. You know, nothing like it doesn't seem like there was really concrete work done. Yeah, I mean, no idea about any of that, but it's just why is this even here? If you know what I mean, like, yeah, make a exactly. Trailer, at least give me an idea what the game is. I don't know. Um. Next up, though, we had the uh, the Gran Turismo movie trailer. It's coming out um, next month, I think. 
Um, so and it's never been as campy as we thought it would yeah. be. Actually, I mean, I think it looks like it'll, it'll probably be all right. I don't think it's gonna be like awful, but I'm sure it's just be like a movie that you watch and just, like if it when it comes to like streaming services, it, you know, like a movie I'll check out, but like definitely not something I'm rushing to rent or go to the theaters to see. Um, True. Next up, though, we have Project Q. That is the uh, remote gaming device that we talked about a couple months ago. It leaked. Um, that's coming uh, for PS5. Uh, there's rumors out there it's going to it's going to be coming in November. Um, and then also they revealed the earbuds that they are um, they're making for. Um, which, I mean, I have the the PlayStation 5 headset they they made for it, uh, and it's really good. Um, and I imagine be more of the same. It'll also be really good. Um, the, the gaming device that's going to be made for streaming, um, no idea about, uh, sounds like, uh, you get, you need at least like 15 megabytes per second. Um, battery life is going to be about four hours, give or take. Um, and it's like remote play through your console. So it's only games that are downloaded on your console. Um, I don't think this is going to be something they expect to like be a massive, like huge, you know, tens of millions of units sold or anything like that. But like. I don't know. Like I, I'm kind of. I want to hear more about this thing because, I guess I just I. I don't know. I, I. This this is a very niche thing, and I'm just wondering how big. Also, what's the price point going to be? Because like if I feel like this thing, like if it's like I feel like 200 is a max at the acceptable, acceptable. Um, because anything more than that, it's like now it's like I can just buy a Switch, or for a hundred dollars more I can get a Steam Deck, kind of thing. Right. Hundred dollars more, but 150 dollars more at that point it's like I, I'd rather just buy a Steam Deck. Um. But I don't know. There's that um, Asus like Logitech or something, one that's also cloud streaming that's like four hundred dollars. Uh, so I don't yes. know. I mean, who knows what the fuck the things the things gonna cost? But I mean, PlayStation's probably gonna be premium price. How do you feel about this one? What is this product for? I mean, I mean, quintessentially, that's the number one thing that circulated through my mind when I saw Project Q revealed at this conference. You have a streaming handheld which has basically like Jimmy Don PS5 controllers stuck onto the damn side of it. So it looks like it has a giant fucking jacket over the tablet itself. Streaming in regards to the PS5 stuff, you're not going to really be able to go through and do it anywhere else other than like, say, inside of your living room, which then in and of itself, if I'm in my living room and stuff, unless like there's a kid that's going to be playing a little bit of something on the PS5 while I'm doing something else, you know, it's like there's really no purpose for this Project Q if you're in the same room where you could just use your controller, just sit in front of your TV and just play this stuff, you know, it's like this would have been better suited if it was like, say another, if it were like something similar. And th- that's just a thing. This whole design kind of reminds me of like the switch or like the Wii U in terms of its big old tablet yeah. type of shit. But uh, have it be streaming only dedicated to the PS five that puts up a lot of barriers in that regards. Cause it's like, it's not like what you can do easily with like the Switch or anything, where it's like you can just have a separate download of like tablet or something like that to where you can just play it in bed or carry it with you wherever you go or something. No, no. This is, seems like this is going to be an overpriced paperweight for a lot of people that are going to go forth and like try it, maybe for like a novelty. And I swear to God, you know, if this thing is over two hundred dollars, this thing is going to be a complete dud. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That's that's the biggest concern. I think if it comes out at a decent price, um, you know, if it's one hundred fifty, two hundred dollars, like, I think it's got a decent shot. Like, it's definitely not a thing for us, uh, but I think it's for those people that like that. No. Like, I hear a lot. When I listen to podcasts. People have kids, stuff like that. Like, 
you know, the kids taking over the TV or the wife's taking over the TV or whatever. And it's like, cool. Like now they can, they play a lot of switch on the handheld, even at home because you know, like they got fight for the, the TV. So I get that. Or like, you know, maybe you, you travel a lot so you can use the Wi-Fi through your hotel or whatever, or stuff like that to play this thing. Like I can see that working. Like it said, it's going to work at 1080. Uh, and then like that, you can do 60 frames per second. So I don't, it really depends, though, how strong the streaming access of the device itself is. Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's consistent in regards to the buffering in terms of, like, the input delays, they being next to the existent, non-existent at all or something, it does a fairly decent job, well, say, with your Wi-Fi around the house or wherever, I mean, I mean, that would be a little bit different, but I'm mainly concerned about the consistency of the stream itself. I'm concerned about... In terms of the durability of like how long you can actually play this stuff for without the battery going through initial issues and stuff, there's just a lot more questions I have of this Project Q than I have with like any other PlayStation product right at this moment. Because there's just a lot of new things that they're trying to experiment with, but it feels like that they are missing some key core basic things for this device yeah well i think the biggest issue like well not issue but the thing is that we just don't know anything else about it we just all right. we have is like physically what it looks like um which honestly i don't know like it looks goofy i'm not gonna lie about that but like honestly like it looks like it's a jacket yeah i mean it's just like honestly like this is kind of <laughs> i mean just putting a dual sense on it is probably the best solution for it though as well that you know trying to make it look up more like a psp or like just like hey like you're playing ps5 games let's put a fucking dual sense cut a dual sense app Stick them on the sides. Use ultra hands. Stick them to the sides. Call it good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm, I don't know. Like, this is not a thing I'm look. I'm interested in at all. But like, uh, I could definitely see where there could be an audience for this. And like I said, the price point, if it's right, acceptable, then it could be fine. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. And the earbuds, I think, actually be really good. So like I said, like the earbuds look fine yeah, to me. I mean, I have no awesome. complaints about them whatsoever. Yeah, and like they said, that will work for other things. Um, but yeah, yeah like I said, like, it's a matter of how good the thing is gonna actually gonna run. Um, and also the price point. That's the two biggest things for that thing. But like, like I said, I don't think this thing is gonna be like a huge like 10, 20 million seller. But like, no. they probably look at this thing and they're probably thinking like, you know, a million or two units sold, and that's probably what they're looking at right now. Um. That's being optimistic, bearing like barring the price of it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, price point, uh, uh, bearing for that. Uh, last up here, we had Spider-Man Two was the one more thing, and this is kind of like mm-hmm. when they when uh, Jim Ryan showed up, uh, and he uh, third cousin Jimmy, uh, and he showed up and uh, said, before we get to the final game, I think like the air just felt like it sucked out of the room for me. I'm like. Oh. <laughs> like my, my concern going in it was like the first like I was like okay well, well fuck we're only 20 minutes in we're only 30 minutes in like I thought it was actually a pretty good showcase I'm just like alright we're just waiting for this more shit to come and it's like then we get to that and I'm like alright for the final game I'm like oh cause like alright games I, I wrote down here last week I talked about games that I thought were shoe wins to be at the showcase mm-hmm. yes here here they are Spider-Man 2 Stellar Bray I can't talk it's, it's very late it's 2, 2.20 in the morning Stellar Blade, Pragmata, Last of Us Factions, Little Devil Inside, Sinduality, Pacific Drive, Internites, all games revealed in the last couple of years that had 2023 dates on them. Yep. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games I, I mentioned there. 
How many of those showed up, Gables? One. One. Spider-Man 2. Um, so that was like, I'm like, oh, I'm fully expecting all these games to show up, and it just didn't happen. We got Spider-Man 2. Uh, we see uh, Spider-Man fighting in the uh, in the Venom suit. Uh, we got some cool stuff like them like fighting with Reptile. Um, I'm, I'm going to sound entitled here, and I know it. And entitled is like a least favorite word in the English language nowadays. Um, I just felt like I didn't need to see all this because, like, I love seeing like gameplay for games. Like, don't go wrong, I talk about like I don't like seeing CGI trailers, but like, I love seeing like a lot of like long. Like, I want game, like I'm, I want gameplay for this, but like, this is like 13 minutes of gameplay. Yeah, um, it was. It was a lot. Yeah, like I like gameplay, like good chunks of gameplay for like games that we don't know what they are. Right. Where, like, God of War 2018, they re-revealed that and brought it back. Showed like we had like a 12, 15 minute long gameplay section there. But like that was a completely different game from God of War Three. Like you had to show that. Like that was necessary. Right. Or like new IP stuff like that. Uh, are you doing massive changes to your games? You want to show off new things? Like I get that. You want to show off a lot. But this is fucking Spider-Man. And don't get me wrong. This game looks fantastic. Yes. I'm gonna love this. I'm gonna play the fuck out of this game. I'm gonna love this game. It's probably gonna be one of my favorite games of the year. Uh, might even be my game of the year. Um, but I was just like, I was like. Probably like halfway through this thing, I'm like, all right, I'm kind of, I'm kind of done with this. Like, you know, I, I don't really see any more of this, but I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, like everything I've seen here looks amazing. And I'm sure it's gonna be amazing. I'm just kind of don't want to see any more. One of those things. <laughs> what about you? Well, I'll be perfectly honest with you. There's a lot of things I liked about this trailer. I mean, one, it definitely is a even more of like Spider-Man from like the PS4 and also the PS5 stuff with like the original and then Miles Morales and stuff. I, well, we did technically have a playable aspect of Venom, and that was Peter Parker being infected by uh, the symbiote and stuff like that to start off the initial run of things. I thought it was pretty cool, though. It's like I didn't really know it was Spider-Man at first up until I just saw the full-on image of Kraven the Hunter, mm. which that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool, but I know it was pretty funny. It's like you see one of his henchmen shows like him a tablet. And he just looks over the tablet and just like, kind of smiles kind of menacingly and sees like, all this other stuff. That one was weird and out of place but it was really funny like uh that they went into like this 13 minute gameplay stuff and a lot of the action looks pretty cool right like the sequences escaping from the lizard the whole aspect of ex- of like uh you know battling with a whole bunch of like the different uh craven like craven's men and stuff like that yeah. but then like the story dynamic and stuff with like peter parker kind of dealing with battling with a symbiote and stuff and a lot of the symbiotes like aggression and stuff visibly showing in terms of his conversations and also in terms of like uh being even so more vengeful to try to take on like craven the hunter in that regards even some aspects of the dialogues like oh i'm gonna make him pay for ever coming right over here blah 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 and so on and so forth that being the symbiote's influence and stuff and creating all sorts of different things because that's that's a different portion of like what happens and stuff when the symbiote goes through and affects like a host or something like that, that a lot of the personality of its, of this alien or something like that go and kind of meld into the actual being of like the person that they host. Yeah. So, so for example, like with Eddie Brock and stuff, he's naturally sort of angry or naturally sort of like kind of jealous of like Peter Parker, Spider-Man because of the things with daily bugle. Or Eric so it's... Foreman from that, that seven show. <laughs> 
Well, I'm not really much mentioning that one. I'm mentioning the one from when I used to be a kid watching the TV show for the animated Spider-Man on Fox. So good. But, uh, yeah, aspects of that, you know, just gets me very excited to play a little bit more of the game. I mean, even tease, like, a little bit of story elements, too, like, say, Harry Osborn being sick and all this other shit. Yeah. And, like, I am in agreement with you. They did show a bit too much. But I am glad they didn't just end on the CG fucking trailer. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like I said, I wanted like I wanted gameplay. I wanted to see like how this game would run. Don't get me wrong, I wanted some one more that you like you had to have it. But I was just like like I said, like halfway through, I was just like, we can just kind of end this now. Dude, I get the gist. I will say throughout that section, stuff with Miles Morales and stuff going and like uh, taking out those henchmen one by one by using these new devices and stuff, like getting like the like a tightrope sort of swing and stuff, and his the like, wingsuit. The wingsuit looked pretty fucking cool mm. <laughs> but yeah i really like that thing for spider-man too yeah um yeah that was kind of it um that was the last thing shown uh we kind of talked about overall feelings at the end but like yeah my, my biggest complaint was just felt like playstation didn't show up so don't showcase that's kind of it like i would yeah like it's a, i said at the beginning like on paper this is like a really great showcase because a lot of really cool stuff there um but I come to, you know, I go, I watch Xbox, Nintendo, and PlayStation showcases for those things. I'm like, yeah, you can have those things. Like, yeah, we want those other things as well. But like, the main course is the first party stuff, and they just weren't there. Like, I'd say on paper, like looking at it, writing all the shit down, eight out of ten showcase. Um, for what it was for PlayStation, I'm like a six point five. I'll be perfectly honest with you. This showcase felt fairly restrictive in a lot of things of what Sony wanted you to go forth and see, not only just from them, but also in terms of like the third-party stuff as well. We had a lot of CG trailers. We did not have a lot of gameplay in regards to this other than, like, say, Spider-Man 2 with that 13-minute sort of blowout at the very end, tail end of the showcase. The reveals of Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater was a big surprise and that was fairly enlightening, but we still don't know who's developing that game. And we still don't know certain core aspects of, is this game in conception now? Is this going to be coming out a couple of years from now? I mean, I wasn't expecting a full on release date for the game, mind you, but uh, the aspect of there being like re-releases of games that were pretty much based upon like blue points, reworked versions and stuff coming later this year. I mean, yeah, that's, that's fine and all that and stuff, but uh the meat and potatoes here, there was a lot of things being touted up by leaker, by like supposed like insiders and stuff before this conference came through. I went into this conference having low expectations because you know what? It's like I am more of a seeing person other than like believing a lot of random rumors and guidelines and all this other crap. But when I think about it, it's like I really would give this con this showcase like about a six out of ten because this in and of itself did have some good stuff. And I did like some core aspects, like Spider-Man 2, like Phantom Blade Zero and stuff, the metal, the MGS reveal and stuff. But at the same point, there was either a lot of stuff that didn't interest me or look like a lot of questionable business decisions by Sony in aspects, especially with the Project Q stuff that they're doing. Earbuds, those earbuds look pretty fine. You know, if I hadn't have bought my Sony headsets that I have, so far this past year, I mean, I'd probably be getting something like earbuds or something, but uh, it just feels like 
overall, they were very restrictive, and they only wanted you to see a portion of what they have to offer. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's been a lot of people talking about maybe being another one later this year. Because, um, I mean, like I said, like yeah. I mentioned earlier, there it's was eight games there with that are dated that have been at PlayStation show, PlayStation events in the like recently. Um, that are supposed to be coming out this year. There are PlayStation exclusives, a lot of them are third party, obviously. Uh, that we just that weren't there. So, I mean, obviously delays happen. Take your time. I'm not complaining about that. I'm not saying I want games out today or next month or whatever. But like, I could see like a, like, I could see like a state of play like maybe three months from now. Yeah, maybe September or something like that. But that might be too mm-hmm. late though for like a lot of these games. But I don't know. What do we see? Maybe we get another one in the state of play in the summer. I don't know. But uh, our you know people are talking about like oh Kiwi's got stuff and it's just like nah. well, part of that is like I feel like maybe you're coping a little bit. Um, but also yeah. Like, even if, say, it is some of this, the big stuff that we're expecting here is at Summer Game Fest. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'm not sure if we're going to see a lot more stuff from PlayStation during this summer's Games Fest. Well, they're on the they're on the thing for, like, uh, as part, part of, like, they're going to be a part of it. There's going to be something there. But, I mean, Nintendo's been on it, and all they do is, like, show a trailer for a game that it's coming out in two weeks. So, that could be anything. Yeah. Um, but, like, my, my issue is, like, if you're going to be at Summer Game Fest, Cross promote. Mm-hmm. Maybe do like a little teaser at this, and then say, "Hey, in two weeks, some we'll be at this. We'll see more at Summer Game Fest. Like we've seen this all the time at E3. We're like, you know, for example, EA would show off revealed Anthem at their at their EA Play press conference, and it right. said, "Hey, tomorrow at the Microsoft press conference, you'll see gameplay for the first time." And then True. boom, there it is. Same thing. With, they did the same thing with Titanfall, stuff like that. We see see that all the time. So if it's gonna, you're gonna have something major there set it up here promote it there like say hey you want to see more of this you want to know more about this come back in two weeks you're going to see it at summer game fest you know do that but um i don't know like i said i already kind of gave my opinions on it but let's move on to uh we're going to run through this more real quick real quickly here um one game that i talked about that i thought for sure would be there last of us factions whatever it's gonna be called um wasn't there and then they put out a press release saying that they're gonna need more time and then they said they're working on a single player thing and they'll talk about it here soon um well then jay Schreier had a uh article come out from from bloomberg here uh talking about how there's been a uh a major setback with last of us multiplayer game uh so a big thing we've talked about over the time with a big reason why bungie was bought by playstation is because they wanted use them to help them with all these live service games they're making because right outside of maybe Fortnite, no one's better at this than them mm-hmm. i mean they've kind of like they're one of the first ones to do this for consoles as well too live service stuff but um recently bungie was uh showed up checked out a lot of the uh stuff that's been going on with last of us factions whatever it's been called i'm just gonna call it factions for just for that state um and a lot of concerns about kind of um, the direction of the game, long-term right. kind of stuff. Um, and kind of sound like they're, you know, like I said, there's a lot of issues with like a lot of concerns about that. Uh, and they've moved the majority of the staff over to the single player game and left a small crew to kind of like reevaluate, rework on it and kind of figure out if there's maybe something here, um, that they could salvage. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't know, Gables. Uh, 
I, I've talked about a lot. Like, I, I can't wait to see what Naughty Dog does with the games of service because I think it'd be really cool. And Jeff Grubb kind of tweeted out uh, after the story uh, was released that uh, everything you heard about this was that Naughty Dog was trying to make a uh, live service game in the style of Naughty Dog, which, like I said, exactly what I want. Uh, and it just wasn't coming together. Kind of like it sounded like kind of like a square pit, square peg, round hole scenario. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I I would not. I don't I'm not gonna say it's like likely or probable or whatever. Um, but I would not be stunned if we just never see this game. Yeah, I'm of the firm mind that uh, there is the possibility to where this game may be outright canceled, or it may be used to parts into something else. But yeah, it's discouraging to see that it's not initially going to be coming out like anytime soon, if at all. And, and you know, major setbacks stuff do happen in terms of games development to where it may delay a game maybe a few months to a year, maybe five years. I mean, it, it really depends. But uh, what is what is like noticeable in this regard is like, if a lot of like Naughty Dog staff is like divulging stuff around like a specific first party game or some that they're creating like a new IP or whatever the heck, it makes a lot of sense that they're going through that route as opposed to like having the multiplayer side. But you would think that they would have more people working on the multiplayer portion of like the last of those factions and stuff for the people that have been waiting for that game for years. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were, and then the bungee thing happened and it sounds like it's just, well, let's just, you know, We'll have this crew see if they can figure something out with it, and then let's keep full. Let's go full born to the single player thing in case it doesn't happen. But I mean, it's, it's what I mean. We've been seeing this a lot over the last, really, the last five six years now. With like these big studios known for trip, you know, for these big huge single player games, trying to dabble into the multiplayer big, you know, live service game built around the multiplayer. Right, um, you know, like like an anthem, Marvel's Avengers, uh, Gotham Knights, Redfall, stuff like that. Um, we see these games every time and time again. These uh, they try to dabble in this thing and it just doesn't work, doesn't come together. Um, you know, it's like if you look at Marvel's Avengers, like that Square Enix took a hundred million dollar bath on that game, yes, uh, it did, and ended up selling that studio for nothing, or not for nothing, but. Like they sold them and a bunch of other studios and IPs for a few hundred million dollars. Like pennies dollars. in the dollar. Yeah, for I mean, it, it's a lot of money, it, but it, for in the grand scheme of things, not as much as it should have been. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's disappointing, but like, you know, I've heard some people like, oh, they'll release it or just release it, it'll be fine. But or even if it's mid, it's fine. But it's like, we it's don't not, want something that's mid. We want yeah. something that's going to be concrete and working. Yeah, like I don't think PlayStation wants that on the record, especially Naughty Dog, because Naughty Dog is their premier studio. Naughty Dog has a lot of autonomy. They like they have autonomy on what they work on. Especially uh, if you're some like company like PlayStation, you want to delve into these live service things. The, the one thing you want to avoid to do is releasing a dud out of the gate. Yeah, especially because Last of Us is probably bigger now than it ever was after the TV show. So the next big thing you put out is this multiplayer game, and it's not good. Um, that's not what you want. Um, so I don't know. I mean, like I'm incredibly bummed about it because, like, I was like, man, it's like I just picture in my mind what this game could have been. Uh, and I don't know, like I don't know, we'll have to wait and see, but uh, I'm sure we'll hear more about it. It just sucks that this kind of okay. dropped on uh 
a Friday afternoon instead of the middle of the week, something like that, because uh, I would like to kind of, because I always like when this stuff kind of happens. I don't like what happens, but like when it does happen, I like what I like to see like a lot of like developers outside of it or former developers that worked on big IPs kind of like throw their two cents in and like kind of what goes on in the gaming world. Like behind this, like this is why I feel like I learned the most about how games are made is because of this kind of stuff and mm-hmm. it coming out on a you know Friday afternoon holiday weekend that this didn't really seem to happen. So uh, so maybe we'll hear about more, uh, hear about it more uh, next week, but. uh Tell them what to wait and see. But Gables, let's jump into what we've been playing. All right. Um, I've just been playing more of the same Gables. Uh, I've been playing Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I am over 40 hours in now, Gables. Nice. Uh, I found um, all the memories. Uh, I did all the towers. I got all the great fairies. Um, nice. I got a certain master weapon. Okay. Um, and today, finally, for the first time after 40 hours, uh, I decided to like, maybe I should go get the camera. So I went to the, which is the first thing they, they, the first story thing they give you after you get the paraglider. <laughs> so I finally now today decided like, maybe you I should the go paraglider for after 40 hours. No, no, no I got the, I got that like after like 10 hours, but uh-huh. I didn't do the mission after that until today, 40 hours later. Uh, so I just oh, jumped man. in, went to the. I literally just went. I just seen the depths for the first time today, uh, underground. Um, yeah, it's whatever. I really don't think it's as actually as cool as people made it out to be. Not gonna lie. Um, so kind of spent a couple hours down there, dicked around. Uh, it was funny. Is like I decided like a long time ago. I was like, I, today I was like, I'm just gonna finally jump in and just start doing some story stuff. And instead, I spent like six hours just going around. The world. I like, I was like, oh, I want to do this whole thing. I want to do this thing real fast. I went to like a stable, and I I, I bumped into Penn, my my best friend, and um, he gave me he gave me a story mission about this woman over here. You know, friend needs help. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll go help her real fast. And I turned to a whole story thing, and then I'm like, I end up now I'm on the Great Plateau. I'm like, well, I'm on the Great Plateau where the game started, like the first game, Breath of the Wild started off. Well, I gotta go fuck around over here. And then <laughs> that turned into like a bunch of other things. And then finally, I was like, six hours later, I'm like, I was gonna do the story shit, and I just spent six hours not doing the story shit. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, finally, though, I did eventually jump in, and I played the. Uh, I beat the uh, first like of the four like areas that they give you oh. at the beginning. So I went up to Rito Village, and I did that thing there. Um, awesome i will say though like before all that i did all the memory stuff i will say if you like go into the mission to like i'm just gonna do all the memories like do all the which the memories are the, the tears things which that's not really a spoiler that's something you bump into right away uh just for the don't look up spoilers but just look up the guide of the order to do them in because it really sucks when you start finding the shit out of order and yeah. it just it, it sucks to watch out of order so I, I found like the first four or so, and then I'm like I'm I made the mission I'm gonna just do these I want to just get all the memories, right? And I eventually just decided I'm just gonna look up like what order to get them in, and I like uh I just did like I did all that like I just went and I I didn't really ever use fast travel until today for, until then like I'm I'm just I was walking to all these locations this whole time. Oh wow! And um yeah so uh, I've done like sixty shrines, um no, sixty Koroks. Uh, I think I've 53 shrines is what I've done. 
Uh, I'm in the mid 50 area, I think. Um, so yeah, like I decided, like I said, do all just if you decide to go after the memories, like you want to make that your mission, just look up the order of doom, man. Uh, cause it, like I said, fuck it really, it, it spoils a lot of shit, ruins a lot of the stuff for you. So I wish like that they would do a better job of just like showing you to him in order as you find them instead of like right. showing them to you out of order. Um, but yeah, like I said, first time going in, I just did the, the Rito village area. The first of the, the four main areas you got to do. Yes. Which is not a spoiler cause it tells you the four, there's four things to do. Uh, and that was fucking awesome. Um, my I like I had like my eyes welled up a little bit, uh, and the fight and the boss fight of that area because of the music was um fucking awesome, and I believe it was a uh, I can't remember what that I used a space where that song was from, but the song in that part was awesome. Also, another part that kind of made me like kind of well up a little bit was um there's a side quest where you gotta get, we gotta get this band back together, uh, the mm-hmm. Stable Trotters is what they're called. And um, they, uh, I, I finally got them all together. They did the last song, and it was a song from Wind Waker. Oh, and I was just like, oh my god, and it's so good. And I was just like, my, me, like I was sitting there listening to him play, and I was just, I was just listening to him. Like this is after everything. I was sitting there just listening to him, and I was just like, I fucking adore this. Um, the music in this is so fucking good. Uh, <laughs> this game is so goddamn good. Like I said, I'm forty plus hours in. And I literally just did the first fucking area, just played the first fucking mission of the game. Uh, <laughs> so I'm having a great time. Um, I kind of wish I would have done some of the story stuff a little earlier because you, you know, you kind of get, you start getting some abilities yes. in here uh, that make the make the rest of the game a lot more made it like everything else was doing a lot fucking easier. Um, but uh, yeah, like I like I said, I'm, I'm having a fucking ball at this game. What about you, Gables? I'm in the same mind, too. I mean, I'm around 15 hours or so inside of that stuff. I'm actually a little bit past, like, Rito Village and stuff. I'm actually with, like, Tulin and stuff like that, going through the initial, getting towards, like, that initial area, trying to investigate that cyclone and whatsoever, that okay, thing so with this wind. You're going into the area I, I, I finished today, then. Okay. Yes, exactly, exactly. So I pretty much went through and decided, hey, I, I actually want to go and delve into a bit in the story mission type of stuff and see what's going on here. So I did a little bit of exploring. I did a little bit of things, but I vastly realized it's like, you know what? I better go forth and do a lot of the story mission stuff first because I did exactly a little bit of what you were doing, that uh, collecting a lot of the different memories. A lot of them were out of order and stuff. I collected maybe, I have now like have like what, eight Korok seeds. I have like a couple of different types of like uh, dungeons. I think I have like an, I think I already have enough shrine stuff to where I can upgrade my inventory slot maybe a couple of different times and stuff if I want to. But I still haven't found that dude that improves the inventory slots yet. You really? <laughs> <laughs> He's on the way to Rito Village. I know, I know, I know. I'm probably just going to look up where he's at just to get that out of my fucking yeah, just, system. So I mean, I can that's what improve. I did, too. I, I, I walked right past him. I did the same thing, but... It's it's always the mess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because the game is so open. Yeah, but like he's after right after you, you bump into Impa, he's literally right up the hill. So that's hilarious. Okay, <laughs> well that gets me a little bit of things to look forward to. But uh, other than that, though, yeah, I've just been just experimenting around like with different things and stuff. I met the sign guy not once, but like three different times over inside of that whole like ice area. There's so many of them. There's so many. There's so many and stuff, and I've been just been doing the same thing like wedging things together, like 
pasting things together, making sure that sign goes up. And he's just, he gives all these various, like, good course meals and stuff like that. And he gives me 20 rupees every time. So I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm getting health replenishing meals, and I'm also getting money. So I'm like, hey, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say one hint, though. I made what? a giant mistake at the beginning of the game where I was selling off a lot of, like, the opals and ambers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, do not sell the amber in this game. Right. Uh, because when you, if you want to get your gear up to like the top tier, like the level three and four, uh-huh. you need a lot of amber to upgrade yeah, the do. material. And I sold a good chunk in the beginning of the game because I, I had a bunch, um, and like it was worth a lot, so I was selling them. Uh, and I regret it now <laughs> because uh, I have been stuck forever. Like I got like a couple of my gears are at like level three. I got one at level two, but I'm trying to get to level four now. Um, and I'm just like, I am, I need a lot. You need like 40 to wow. upgrade one. And I've got like 17. So, um, and I probably good sold a good another 30 or so. So do not sell that stuff. Um, if it says it's for crafting or anything like that, just keep it. Just keep it. Unless it says specifically for selling, don't sell it. That's my more major tip for people. You know, it's also interesting and stuff. Before I even went to, to Rito Village and stuff like that, I went and investigated that uh, a couple of different like like flashbacks sort of things and stuff. Went with Impa and saw that one initial forgotten temple and stuff, and just explored a little wall around throughout there. It took me a little bit to like uh, figure out initially what was I was supposed to be doing, which was going into that central hub and stuff to see mm-hmm. where all these constellations and stuff like that that are spread across the map of where every single one of them are and actually where you get to and stuff. So I had to spend like a good solid like hour or some experiment, like just exploring every little tidbit of this forgotten temple. And I managed to open a couple of different like chests that were like wedged, like high up inside like little like corners of places and the walls and like this and that, you know, and it's like, they really hit a lot of different secrets in plain sight. Yeah. It's yeah. exactly what they did with the original Legend of Zelda, and I'm seeing it more so evident in evident inside of here in Tears of the Kingdom than I had, say, like in Breath of the Wild. Because that game also, too, was open-ended in terms of, like, the original game and had its own secrets in plain sight type of stuff. Only, you really got to dig deep if you're going to try to find a lot of the stuff that you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, luckily for me though, like before I got to info and like found out what the tier stuff, I already been to most of the areas you're supposed to go to for that. Yes. And like I marked them on my map because I'm like these got to be important. So I like, I put a little mark down. I have like I have markers all over my map because like I like I see shrines in the distance, I'll mark them. I put like a star down. I have certain things that mean certain things like or Koroks that like I ran ran into that I'm like I'll get back to you later. So I've I've got special marks down for them. Right. Stuff like that. So like I had special marks down for like those tiers to to find later. So it definitely made it easier later for me where I'm like, okay, well I already know where to go. So that's good. Um <laughs> but uh yeah. Um Well that, good. Tyler. I'll tell you what, man, the gameplay is still pretty freaking crazy. It's still pretty good. A lot of the presentation of it still looks pretty good to me, but I've been having a fun ass time just going exploring Hyrule and now I'm getting to enjoy a bit aspects of like the uh, story mode stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'd recommend maybe at least do the first area fairly early on 
because uh, like I said, it makes it makes it a lot easier. Um, okay. Because uh, you get a nice little ability there that makes traveling a lot easier. Um, mm. So yeah, uh, just at least do that because uh, I'm like, fuck, I, I could have. This would have saved me a lot of time wandering around, climbing around this entire world <laughs> for 40 plus hours. Um, so yeah, like kind of the the, the pains like. That's kind of the greatness of this game, though, is like definitely like there's no like you can do whatever you want. That's great. But also it's like you're wondering, like, man, what kind of cool shit could I have right now if I just played this game in order? So all right, I focus on the story stuff earlier. But uh, yeah, uh, who would have thought Gables Tears of the Kingdom? Great game. You know, yeah, yeah. Stunner of the year. One of the best games of all time. So <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Gables, like that, is that going to wrap up for this week? Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you like all this, uh, please like, follow, subscribe. Click the links down below. Click on all those at Podcast, Spotify, tw- uh, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Extra Life. Look at all those places. Sign up, review, share, tell your friends. Um, we appreciate you doing all that for us. Uh, but I was supposed to have time. I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, play some fun games. And thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. And hey, Gables. Yeah. Happy 10 years, buddy. Happy 10 years, man. <laughs> 10 more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be in our mid-40s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bring on the pain. <laughs> Bye, guys. See ya. <laughs>